Hello, I'm Jeremy. That is SP3. This is FMC. It is Wednesday. How's everyone doing today? SP3, how are you doing today, buddy? I am doing well, guys, ladies and gentlemen. For the first time this NBA season, I get to start off an episode of FMC with my Los Angeles Lakers are in the play-in, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the play-in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We here, guys. We here. We came up to the show. We came to show up. We just got to keep it steady. We got to keep it steady because we got the top five. MVP candidate Anthony Davis playing like a top five MVP candidate dropping 30 and 22 last night against the John Morant list Grizzlies and we are feeling good on the Los Angeles Lakers uh, in Los Angeles and around the world because the Laker nation is worldwide. It's not just in Los Angeles like all your other little teams. We are worldwide association and I am here. On FMC, on FIFO Overbook, a special Wednesday edition because we're celebrating a great day. Not only did the Los Angeles Lakers get into the play-in, it was the birth of my my twins. They turned three years old, so we had to take this Tuesday off because my day started before 5 a.m. Because <laughs> those kids just wanted to wake up, see all the balloons we had ready in the living room. My daughter's been riding around on her her automatic scooter like a freaking old person in an old person's home all around the house. When we took her outside to play with the scooter, she didn't want to play with it. When we came inside, she wants to play with it inside. This is how it works with kids, so I could not be on FMC yesterday. So I'm happy to be here today with my good friend, Jeremy who is who betted on the Lakers? Who believed in the Lakers? It's like it's like it's like we we, we went full circle because I was the person who told Jeremy in his times of need that the that the Abs were gonna win the Stanley Cup, and now Jeremy is betting on my Los Angeles Lakers to make it to the playoffs, and we are in the play-in. I'm rooting for you, Lakers. I, I legitimately am. I like making money. I I want I want to win my bets. Like I don't I lose most of them. But I don't bet to to lose the money. I bet to win. I bet on them again before the trade. After the trade, their odds actually increased. So I got in on them at a decent decent price of making the playoffs. But they're in the play-in. Congratulations to them. Anthony Davis has played great since LeBron has been out. They've gotten some favorable matchups, but look, they've had they had they've lost most of these games all season, right? You can only exactly. beat the teams, as I say, as I say all the time. You can only beat the teams that are in front of you. And, and they're beating them. Good on them. More importantly than that, we'll actually get to that in a second. Uh, D-Lo, D-Lo Diggs says, I'm not going to lie, I got emotional during the Pau Gasol jersey retirement ceremony. Elite big Pau Gasol. Can you admit it, SV3, that Pau Gasol, who now has his number retired by the Los Angeles Lakers, that he is an elite big. Can we admit we, this? We never debated if he was an elite big. We debated if he was an elite big before he got with Kobe Bean Bryant. And I still stand by that Kobe Bean Bryant put the elite in elite big for Pau Gasol. And that's why Pau 
as he was the only person who could put their jersey next to Kobe's eight and 24. I thought it was, I got emotional myself. This is a guy who played selflessness. Uh, with so much selflessness, when he came to the Los Angeles Lakers, he was the number one guy on the Memphis Grizzlies for a long time on a losing Memphis Grizzlies team. And then he came to the Lakers. He embraced the winning culture. He embraced Kobe Bryant. And he's the best uh, the best guy, who, the best teammate that Kobe Bryant has ever played with. Because although he's yeah. not, probably not the best player, because oh, no, Shaq was. Like Shaq. He, yeah, he's, Shaq was. He's the best teammate that okay. Kobe Bryant ever got. Okay. I'm not, I'm not mad at that, actually. I'm not mad at best teammate. Yeah, definitely not the best player. The only person that I can think, I think Lamar Odom is up Lamar, there. Lamar Odom is up there. He's a, he, would yeah. be my, he would be my, like, number three behind Derek Fisher. Fisher was the other one that, that I was uh, thinking of. Yeah, Powell, like, Powell and Kobe had something. They had something special, man. And I, I, think, it took, I think it took both of them. Honestly, yeah. I agree with you that Kobe, yes, probably and heightened the elite of the elite big Pau Gasol. I think Pau Gasol was there beforehand, and that's why, yes, yes, he was. He was there beforehand, and that's why they wanted him. They knew how good Pau Gasol was. Pau Gasol was a very good player on I mean, a very bad Memphis team. Can we also talk about the absolute fleece that Mitch Kupchak and Jay West did? Mark Gasol turned out to be trade. good. With Marcus all turned out to be good. I mean, yes, he turned out to be good, but the key component of that trade was Kwame Brown. Yeah, yeah. Kwame Brown and Marcus. Kwame Saul. Brown. Like no one knew Marcus All was gonna turn out to be a defensive specialist like he was for the Memphis Grizzlies and arguably may have been a better Memphis Grizzlies player than Pau Gasol when it all was said and done. But no one saw that when the trade was made. All they saw was Kwame Brown for Pau Gasol. That is an absolute fleece. That was a complete fleece. It, it was a fleece at the time. And I mean, it turned out to be, like, it turned out to be okay for Memphis because they did get Marcus Gasol. He turned out to be great. The grit and grind era. Like the Lakers, they taken that trade back though. They got titles out of it, and they got Pau Gasol and retiring his number. And I, people uh, talked about it yesterday. Of like that was the same season that like Kobe like wanted out of Los Angeles. Like or yeah. he wanted out of the Lakers. He actually wanted to go to the Clippers. The the uh, season before actually it was it okay. Was- they they kind of talked him into to, to playing out the the oh the oh seven oh eight but there were still talks at the beginning of the season and then I think we made the trade maybe like December or January two thousand eight and I, I say I say if we would have made that trade earlier I think we would have beat Boston in that first NBA Finals I mean to be fair I always stand by the fact I think we would have beat Boston if Paul if Paul uh, Pierce didn't have to use the bathroom in game one. <laughs> But, but I think if we got Powell earlier and they were able to form the chemistry they were able to form over the next two seasons, a little bit earlier in that first season, I think we would have won three straight again. Very possible. Very Powell, like Powell and Kobe again, like they they had something special. They were both Powell, especially very selfless player. Like Powell was always trying to make guys around him better. He just didn't have guys to make better in Memphis. You can play with Kobe Bryant, Lamar Odom, and these guys. Like yeah, you. You can make them better. And Kobe, credit to him, especially after the dynamic with Shaq didn't work out. And obviously, Powell is a, a more giving player than Shaq is. The star power is not as high. He's, he does not command the attention. He does not want the attention that, that Shaq had. 
but Kobe was willing to acquiesce his game a little bit more to to Powell than Powell or than Shaq and Kobe were able to acquiesce their own games. So it was a, it was a credit to Kobe for peeling back a little bit and like, hey, let me let me realize what I have with this guy and let me take a step back. But again. A lot of that is on power of like, let me realize what I have in this guy and let me make him as best as I possibly can. So it was a great partnership. Pau Gasol, elite big. You heard it here a year ago on this show. And I will continue to perpetuate that. Uh, D-Lo Diggs says, gun in your head, you got to pick one. Smush Parker, Kwame Brown. Who you got, SP3? Smush. Smush Parker. I'm taking Smush. I'm taking Smush all day, every day. Smush, Smush Parker. People, people, uh, you know, I, even me, uh, make fun of the fact that Kobe had to deal with Smush Parker, who uh, definitely his the couple of games that he was good in went to his head, and he thought he was much better than he really was. And the fact that Kobe Bryant got a team with Smush Parker, Kwame Brown, and Chris Mim. In the starting lineup to the to the playoffs, I will always stand by. Steve Nash shouldn't have won the MVP both of those seasons because Kobe was remarkable in getting that Lakers team to the NBA Finals. But, I mean, to the NBA playoffs, excuse me, not the finals, NBA playoffs. But I, I would take Smush Parker over Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown is probably the worst number one draft pick of all time. And that says a lot when Michael Olawakandi was a number one draft pick as well. Let's let's talk about the MVP for for a second. It's in the title here. Yeah, man, that's how we segue. Like, we got better segues than undisputed first break, so first day. Come on, come on. That was so good. I went, I was just gonna go with it, and then I didn't need to put you over. I was gonna let the segue speak for itself. But you know what? We like to pat ourselves on the back here a little bit. So yeah, that was that was a very good segue. Uh, Jokic is gonna win his third straight MVP. I don't think there's any debate on this one. I don't even think you, notorious Nikolai Jokic hater, can debate this one. SV three, but it's become a debate because the debate is not whether or not Jokic deserves it this season because i think of all the seasons this is probably the one he deserves it the most honestly but it's become a debate because it's like people are saying well how can he win three straight why is he winning three straight lebron never won three straight jordan never won three straight like none of these guys won three straight and it's turned into this whole ugly discourse on nba twitter of it's become it's become a black and white thing if you if you paid attention to it it's definitely become a, a racism thing and I don't get involved in any of that stuff. I definitely stay out of it, but we got a platform here. And I just want to say on this platform of like, I don't know why it's turned into the, I do know why it's turned into this. I don't know like what Jokic has to do. Clearly Jokic doesn't care about this whole MVP thing. He seems like he just wants to remove his, his thing. I feel like a lot of people have lost the plot on, on the actual topic at hand. And it shouldn't even be about this year's MVP award. This to me is more of an indictment of previous voting of like LeBron probably should have won three straight. Like they gave it to Derek Rose, which Derek Rose, great season, mind you and everything, but they gave it to him because they were mad at LeBron over the Miami decision. That's why they gave it to Derek Rose. They gave it to Carl Malone and Charles Barkley because of voter fatigue. That's some arbitrary bullshit of, Hey, we've Jordan can't win three straight someone else deserves it someone else should get it why are we giving it to jordan we're giving it to jordan because he's the best fucking player in the league and he should be the mvp it's not Jokic's fault 
that these past couple of seasons, true debates these past couple of seasons, right? Like you yeah. and you said Embiid should have won it a couple of years ago. I or last year. I'm not even mad if you would have voted for Embiid last year. I thought Jokic should have won it, but if you win Embiid, fine. You win Embiid. Like I have no issue with that. Two years ago, Giannis. Giannis could have won it two years ago. But it became the again this thing of well, Giannis has won two straight. We can't give him three straight. So who do we go to? We give it to Jokic. Okay, fine. Jokic get deserving two years ago, but had Giannis won it, there was a true debate there. I don't think people would have been that upset about it. This year, there's no debate. Like Jokic has, there's no other person this year that you're like, oh yeah, there's an actual debate. If there was, they'd probably give it to this person. Everyone expected, myself included, uh, Luca to like step up. Like, yeah, Luca's probably going to win MVP this year. Luca hasn't done enough to win MVP this no. year. I think maybe Giannis is there, but Jokic is so clear cut above everybody because he's averaging the triple double. He's got the efficiency that everybody looks for. His team has the best record in the league. Like you look at all of the the things that you want to look at for an MVP, Jokic checks off all of these boxes. It's not his fault that years ago you didn't give years ago that you didn't give the award to Jordan or LeBron for three straight because of arbitrary rules and that this year you probably would have done the same thing with Jokic except he's made it so clear cut and there's been nobody else who has stepped up to where you can't even do the arbitrary bullshit with it with him so my point of this is don't punish Jokic for mistakes that were made years ago for not giving it to Jordan three straight for not giving it to LeBron three straight don't punish Jokic for mistakes that were even made two years ago when Giannis probably should have won it two years ago for mistakes that maybe made last year when, hey, if you thought Embiid won it, fine. You thought Embiid won it. Don't punish Jokic for all this. Like, don't don't make this a bigger issue than, than what it is because y'all fucked up when it comes, and I'm saying y'all as in voters, like y'all fucked up years ago of not giving it to the most deserving player. They you want to just create these narratives when it comes to MVP voting of, Oh, we can't vote for this person because they've already won this many awards. We can't vote for this person because it'll look bad. If we, if we then vote for them later on, we can't vote for this person because we think they're going to win it next year. Just vote for who you think deserves it in that year. Like don't create these arbitrary narratives of hey, this person deserves it. But you know what? They already got two. They already got three. So we need to vote for this person. Jordan should have won three straight. LeBron should have won three straight. Shaq probably should have won the year. Steve Nash won two straight. But instead, you because of this person's already won, that person should win based on this. You fucked up your own narratives. And now you got to turn it into a race issue when it comes to Jokic and the MVP debate this year. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with, oh, Bird won three straight. How come Bird and Jokic are the only per- people who have won three straight? Why is it the white people are the only person winning three straight? It's because you fucked your own narrative and there should have been multiple black winners over the years, but y'all didn't vote for them for reasons. Because we hate LeBron because we hate LeBron because he went to Miami. We we don't want Jordan to win a third one. Let's instead give it to Malone or Barkley. That ain't their fault. They should have won three straight. And had they won three straight, SP3, had Jordan got three, had LeBron got three, I don't think this is a big topic that Jokic 
gets three. But because they didn't, now people are making it into a bigger thing. You can't vote for Jokic and make him three when LeBron and Jordan haven't won three, three in a row. It's their fault. It's their fault that they didn't vote for him. And I don't even see the big deal of like, what it, you win three straight. Why is that a thing? Like, why are we so obsessed with like, like Jordan has five, right? LeBron is like four. Just because it's not three straight doesn't like, who cares? Like they still have this many number of awards. Like who cares if it's not the three in succession? I, it's it's very dumb to me that all of a sudden, oh, three P. Like this, this is the obsession of like rings culture and everything. And Jokic is fairly or unfairly. It's like, oh, well, he hasn't won a, a finals. He hasn't been to a finals. So what does that really mean with the MVP? That's a whole separate issue. By the way, yeah. that's a that's a whole separate issue of like, well, he hasn't been to a finals. Like, okay, well, then you're gonna go back and you're gonna look at Harding. Well, he hasn't been to a finals. If you voted for Embiid, well, he hasn't been to a finals. Like, then you you're just creating it's a regular season award. Should it be a regular season award? I don't know. If you want to make it the a, a playoff, include the playoffs in there, that's a different topic for a different uh different debate there but it's a regular season award you're voting based on what you see in the regular season to then inject oh they gotta go to the finals or they haven't won in the finals they haven't won a ring who cares it's not about that it's a regular season award i think the debate is stupid especially this year and you're basically debating the mistakes past voters have made we've completely lost the plot of debating the actual mvp this year which because there's no debate this is just a season where there is no debate when it comes to the, the MVP. At least past seasons, yeah, Giannis was in the conversation and Bede was in the conversation. This year, there's no conversation. It's Jokic. So now the conversation is becoming mistakes that past MVP awards and MVP voters have made. That's the conversation this year. And I think it's stupid. I don't know. Your thoughts as well. That was very well said, Jeremy. That was one of your your, your best uh, speeches that you've done on this show because you kind of broke it down on a multi-level of this is not about this year. This year, me, myself, Nikola Jokic hater, as I've been dubbed by Jeremy here on this show, I will say he's he should be a unanimous MVP. He should be the first unanimous MVP since Steph Curry in 2016. Like it's it's no question that is Jokic. There's been other people that have you know been in conversation earlier this season, whether it be Giannis, but then he missed a couple of games. Whether it be Jason Tatum, and then there was some games for the Boston Celtics where Jalen Brown was clearly the best player of the team and not Jason Tatum. So they kind of disqualified themselves. <laughs> Thank to those things. Uh, Luka Dantic, his team hasn't performed well. They're in the sixth seed, and my Los Angeles Lakers only two games behind them for that for that 16 at the ninth place position. So he can't be into the conversation. Devin Booker, people from that other years have been in conversation. Joel Embiid, it, these guys are not in that conversation. It's Jokic. So that's why it's becoming more of a race thing because of the fact it is a fact that that despite me and my feelings on Kendrick Perkins, it is a fact what he said that only there's only been three players who have won the MVP without being top ten in scoring, and that's Steve Nash, Dirk Nowinski, and Nikola Jokic. 
I understand that. That he should have just left it there. He didn't have to make it more of a conversation. He didn't have to ask the question, "Oh, what do these three players have in common?" Because then he just made himself look like he was just trying to create a whole new narrative. There is no question Nikola Jokic is going to win the MVP this season. And like I said, it should be unanimous. And it's not even about years of past because I could go through a whole diatribe on that. Because LeBron James shouldn't have even won the MVP in 2009. It should have been Kobe Bryant again. Should have been Kobe. But they had the, the, the voter fatigue excuse has been around for about two decades. It started with Jordan. That's why they gave it to Charles Barkley. That's why they gave it to Karl Malone two straight years. But didn't give it to Jordan when he was on the best team in the NBA. All of those seasons that they won championship, he was the best player in the league. He should have won the MVP those seasons. We're, we're not going to get into that. Kobe being Bryant, like I said, he, he the, uh, the argument against Kobe Bryant is that he's not one of those guys that won multiple league MVPs. But he should have. He should have won in he should have won in 2006 when he's dropped 81 when he had multiple games over 40 and he took a team with Smush Parker and Kwa Kwame Brown and Chris Mim in the starting lineup to the NBA playoffs because we go we we fast forward 10 15 years and you got Russell Westbrook winning MVP from the pretty much the same position that Kobe Kobe was at when he made it to the playoffs same with Nikola Jokic the last two seasons. It's really about last year, in my opinion. I'm not even going to say, I, I said two years ago, I really thought, I didn't really, I thought Giannis, I thought Giannis was kind of number three. I thought it was a Jokic versus Embiid thing the last two seasons. And that first season, you Joel Embiid kind of disqualified himself because he got injured late in the season. So Jokic won it. I, that was all fair. That's all fine and dandy. It's really about last year. It should have been Joel Embiid. So it's where are the voters mind that we they need a, like a whole roundtable discussion after the narrative that Kendrick Perkins tried to create. They need a whole roundtable discussion with every media person that it votes on this MVP to find out why they voted for Jokic last year because he really didn't deserve it. It was it was it was Joel Embiid that deserved to win the MVP last season, but. We can't change that, ladies and gentlemen. That's why the narrative makes no sense, and it's just causing a divide among basketball fans. You see me and Jeremy. Me and Jeremy are not the same skin color, but we can agree. We can disagree without it becoming a white versus black thing. Oh, Jeremy says this, so this is how white people feel. SP3 says this, so this is how black people feel. No, this is how SP3 feels. This is how Jeremy feels. It's not a white or black thing. Dr. Winsky was talented. Should he have won in 2007? No, I firmly believe Kobe Bryant should have won that MVP too. Kobe Bryant should have won four MVPs in a row, but he did because of voter fatigue. That was always the excuse for the media people. And why do media people need an excuse? You feel what you want to feel. Don't say, oh, you know, we can't give them back to back because of this and that. No, if he's the best player, that's who deserves to win the MVP. And I'm sorry, a lot of these seasons with Steve Nash with a back-to-back, no, he wasn't the best player in the league either year, in my opinion. I think Shaq should have won the first season, he won MVP, and I thought Kobe should have won the second season, they won MVP. But because Kobe and Shaq had three championships at that point, they was like, oh, no, 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 we can't give him, can't give him an MVP, league MVP as well. Then it's all going to be about Kobe and Shaq. It was already all about Kobe and Shaq, so what are we doing here? Yes, this is all about 
years past, last year. Focus on the here and the now. Does Jokic deserve to be MVP? When you check every box that I said, the, all the things that were against him of why he shouldn't have won last season, in my opinion, being a sixth place, uh, you know, uh, just, yeah, he had better numbers than he had the first season, but yo, so did Joel Embiid. So I thought Joel Embiid should have won, but there's no of those, there's none of those excuses anymore. He's having a, a better overall year. His, his assist is up. He's averaging a triple double. And the main thing of all of this, his team is number one and he's the best player. He hasn't missed a good amount of games. He is the best player in the league. He deserves to be MVP. He deserves to win his third straight. Regardless of what I feel about the two previous one, it does not matter when it comes to this third MVP. That's why we need a well-known, I agree with Money Rock, there's no criteria right now for the award. There needs to be a criteria for the award, and then maybe Jokola Jokic doesn't win the last two seasons because I believe the criteria should be your team is in the top four because Kobe, that was the reason I was told Kobe didn't win those seasons. I'm I'm going to stand on this Kobe Hill until I die. He's the greatest, he's the greatest player to not win multiple MVPs when he damn sure should have with the teams that he had in those mid in those mid aughts like it's ridiculous so the criteria should be your team must be in the top four you must be at least top 20 let's put it let's make it a wider range top 20 not top 10 top 20 in scoring uh you have to have better numbers than you did the year prior there needs to be all this criteria just like you know i I not I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for for a, a pardon because I'm just gonna compare it real quick to wrestling because this is a wrestling channel with star ratings. The reason why I started doing star ratings on my on my Twitter page is because I made it known on one of my podcasts what my criteria was for star ratings. Even though the guy that created star ratings has never put out really a criteria on all of it. He's talked about it before, but he never broke it down. There needs to be a damn criteria for all of this stuff. Star ratings, awards, there needs to be a criteria. And then this conversation never gets to this type of race war type of era. So I completely agree with everything that Jeremy said. This is a stupid conversation. Uh, a couple things off of that. Yes, money. I, I agree with you and Money Mark. Like there is no criteria for the for the award. D-Lo Dig says, question, do you also believe team account slash liability should be considered an MVP from if said player are valuable without players, said players, without said players or team itself improving with said player? I've always been a firm believer in and basically that, like, if I take this person off the team, how good is the team? That's kind of like my personal criteria. I, I think, and when it comes to criteria, everybody is different, right? And so I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of your your star ratings things, um, because I assume most people here are wrestling fans and everything, and we can relate it to it. Uh, there is no criteria. When it comes to this, but we're all different when it comes to our criteria. The problem is it's not even that like there's no defined criteria for the MVP award. These voters don't even have a fine, uh, a defined criteria for themselves. Yeah. They, a lot of them will just go with, Oh, whatever I see on the narrative, whatever I see on the numbers. And, and they, they honestly just make it up as they go along. I, and you look at some of these MVP voters, Derek Rose got a couple of first place votes. 
uh, not too long ago. Like Derrick Rose didn't do anything to, to get a first place vote. And it, this is legitimately like two seasons ago. I, I'm looking, I'm looking at the, I'll, I'll tell you what season it was uh, here in a second. Cause I'm, I'm actually looking this up on, on when Derrick Rose got uh, a first place vote. It was 2020, 2021. What did Derrick Rose finish ninth in the MVP voting that year? Got a first place vote. How the fuck is Derrick Rose getting a first place vote that year? Like it makes absolutely no sense. A mixed fan is voting. <laughs> like they, there's not even a criteria from some of these voters. Like I, I think um, I'll, I'll give him a shout. Matt Moore, who is a part of the Action Network, um, he does a great job. He does very deep dive breakdowns of like this is the stats, these are the advanced stats. This is what he brings. Like he like really looks at the criteria and gives his reasoning for voting. And I think. This is a thing you want to go back to star ratings of like some people just arbitrarily throw out the star rating of like, hey, here's here's what it is. And there's no explanation behind it. I'll give Alex McCarthy a shout out. Fuck him. But I'll give him a, a shout out. Uh, he He's talked about and I maybe want to do this show. There's various stuff we're, we're working on. But he's talked about like nobody like does a video of like watching a match and like here's what I looked for. And here is the star rating of like why I gave it this. Here's why I knocked off half a star. Here's why I added a star. I'm not a star ratings person. Okay. I can't tell you a difference in my mind of like, this was a five star match. This was a four and quarter star match. I'm very much good match, bad match type <laughs> of thing. Like that's, that's my, that's where I go when it comes to, to ratings and matches and everything. I'm not that type of person. Uh, when it comes to star ratings, but people like you, SP3, I think you do a very good job well, uh, with, with your ratings. And other people like actually put thought and look into it as like, yes, this is what separates this match from this match, why it is five to four and a quarter. And other people just toss it out and then they break their own system and, and whatever. Larry Zonka, yeah. uh, RIP, like he did a great job of like, yeah. this is why I thought this was this compared to this. Like, great job when it comes to the star ratings and people who put that much time and effort into it should be praised and like actually have a criteria for this stuff. Same with uh, MVP voting is some people actually put it a criteria, have their own criteria when it comes to this. And others are just like, sure. Like look at his numbers. He's the MVP. Don't even watch all of these games. Like, I don't know. I know people who have MVP votes, a person in, uh, in New York, probably ain't watching a ton of west coast games because they ain't covering the west coast it's just like yeah sure i hear Jokic deserves it let me vote for him type of thing there's no reason there's no accountability for a lot of these voters and i think if there was you would see different voting honestly like if if you were forced if these voters were forced to give their explanation of why carl malone got the award over michael jordan we'd be able to call these people out and be like yeah, your reasoning sucks, dude. Like, you you actually didn't – you don't have a good reason. Like, if your reason is just, I, I saw Malone's numbers, and that's why I went with him. Jordan – if they were forced to say on record, Jordan has already won two straight. Can't give him a third one. We'd be able to be like, that's bullshit. That's yeah. absolute bullshit. Like, we would be able to say that. My personal voting criteria is, like, if I took this person off of this team, how good – would they be? Is that a good voting criteria? I don't know. Maybe people don't like that voting criteria. And that's fine. But I'm at least telling you what my criteria is. That's why, and I'm, I realize I'm fully biased on this. That's why Westbrook, when he won it, I didn't care as much about like, oh, okay, 
they weren't a they weren't a top four team. They finished sixth that year. If they did not have Russell Westbrook on that team, that's a lottery team that year. Yeah. That's the maybe one of the worst teams in the league. That's a bottom a bottom five team. Instead, they were a playoff team. If the Rockets didn't have Harden that year, they still could have been a playoff team. Would they have finished three? No, absolutely not. But, but I definitely that think was they that was kind of like team. a like a, a lifetime achievement award for Harden because he should have probably won in 2015. Yeah. He yeah. should have. He was close, the closest to Steph Curry. I don't think there was a debate. Steph Curry deserved it definitely. But see, I don't. I don't look at. I don't look at past season accomplishments either. Yeah. I you like, and I don't think you should. You look at what you did that season. What you did that season is what matters to me. I'm not voting on, hey, this guy didn't win it that year, so he should win it this year. I'm not voting on that because you don't know when these people are going to be back in the MVP race. We didn't know if Russell Westbrook was going to be. He won it that year. I wasn't thinking of like, oh, well, Harden is going to win it next season or Harden's already won it. So I'm not going to vote for him. This is Russ's only shot at winning MVP. So that's why I'm going to vote for him. I don't care about that if at Harden deserved it and there was a legitimate argument for him by the way if you voted for Harden get more I have no complaints if you voted for Harden that year I thought Westbrook should have won based on the criteria that I have laid out to everybody and that's why I voted for Jokic last year why I would have voted for Jokic last year is because if you took him off that Nuggets team that depleted Nuggets team they're a lottery team and they they finished six okay they're a lottery team if you take him off of that team. Uh, whereas the Sixers, probably still a playoff team, especially after the Harden trade. Like they were still yeah. a playoff team after that. And Money Mark's correct. And like, look, this sucks, but he's correct in that Giannis's team hurts his MVP case. Yes. Yeah. Drew Holiday's having the best season of his career. Middleton's hurt. And like they're not missing a beat because Drew Holiday is playing fantastic. Brooke Lopez is playing fantastic. They're not missing a beat because the rest of the team is still so good. Does Giannis elevate them? Yes, 100 percent Giannis makes them much better than they are, but they're still a really good team without Giannis. And that's why it does hurt Giannis' MVP case. Is that Giannis's fault? No, but that's unfortunately the reality of the situation when it comes to that. Um, whereas Jokic, that, that team's playing very good. And if you take him off, I think if you take the, the Jokic off of this particular Nuggets team with the healthy Jamal Murray, they're in that middle of the pack. They're, yeah, in they're the in that, that pack. Yeah, they would yeah, be in that pack. They're there, but sure. with him, they're the best team. They're far and away the best team yeah. in the West, which uh, it, this is a little bit more even than it was in previous years because I saw money on the thing money mark in the chat said that in 2009 LeBron had better numbers than Kobe yes he did because it was the Eastern Conference in 2009 it was not very good it was not very good so Kobe average having comparable numbers and still being a top two team in the the, the hardest Western Conference, like the the 2000s in the Western Conference, it was by far, it wasn't even a competition, it wasn't even a debate. Western Conference was much better than the Eastern Conference. So if your team is in the top two, and his, his on and off numbers, it, when he was on the court, even with Paul Gasol and Lamar Odom, the team played better with Kobe on the court. So that's why I would have gave Kobe that MVP. There's an argument to be made on most MVP seasons, but I say Steph Curry in 2016 and Nikola Jokic in 2023. There is no debate. These are the MVP, and it should probably be unanimously. 
lost the plot of this being about basketball. And now it's just turned into something that it shouldn't be. And it's very sad to, to watch. I don't watch a lot of these morning shows. I see a lot of the clips because I'm on social media, but like, it's very sad that this is what it's devolved into of a race thing, calling out Jokic, call, calling out, uh, you know, call, calling him out for something that he's not doing. Like it's not his fault on this and making it into calling out former MVPs. Like I think the anger is directed in the, the wrong direction when you're actually calling out the players who are just playing. They're out there just playing their game, doing what they're doing. Out the media. You, yeah. You should be looking in the mirror and calling out yourself for the way you're voting and the way you've actually handled previous voting and everything. That's who should be called out. And instead they're, they're making it a bigger issue. That's not actually about basketball and what's actually happening on the court, which is, extremely sad but you know they they get paid millions of dollars and we do this silly show for nothing unfortunately one day hey, we'll get our we recognition should, we should be in the voting room we should be the ones give us a call the people give us a vote come on we talk about nba every week eight we're in the morning time slot with the rest of these uh shows that that get votes why can't we get a vote at least jeremy jeremy's a he's he's a journalist he he does he runs a okay, site uh, he's an editor come on i don't run anything i don't you, run you, shit you're an editor see give harlem a vote give three-year-old harlem a vote i agree he's here. smarter than most of these people exactly we're voting for Anthony Davis. Absolutely. Right? Okay, right never on. mind. Take the vote away. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> You're knocking down stuff. All right. <laughs> never mind. Vote rescinded. <laughs> she voted. She voted. That's her vote. Oh man. They need to do better. They just need to do better. It can't be can't be this uh conversation. We 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 spent enough time on this whole NBA. MVP debate, which is ridiculous. But Kendrick uh, Perkins, why did you? How did you get a job? How did you? How did? How did the sixth best player on the Boston Celtics championship team? In the guy who cost the Thunder a title. The guy who cost the Thunder a title. Him and Scott Brooks. I mean, he cost. He cost. He cost. He cost Boston a title in 2010. If you talk to Boston fans, if he didn't get hurt in that finals, <laughs> they think that they would have won. Well, he cost us a title by playing against Miami because he sucked. LeBron and Wade saw him and was like, "Huh, this is this is easy right here. We're about to cook right now." Oh yeah. Uh, real quickly, <laughs> since it's in the title, Kevin Durant has made his debut for the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant's still really good at basketball. That Mavericks game was super entertaining. Yes. Uh, really, really entertaining. I do want to see them. Their schedule's been easy. They they played like they played Charlotte, who's not good. They played uh, Chicago, who's not great. They played Dallas, who on paper good, but like defensively not good at all. And Dallas is not like their record is not good with Kyrie. They play the Thunder, who won't have Shea tonight. Like they haven't played anybody great yet. But the thing is, they're not going to play anybody great until. Probably the Western Conference Finals when yeah. they face the Nuggets. So they, they're. I mean, maybe if they got to face uh, the Kings in the second round, the Kings would be a fun matchup. Uh, the Grizzlies, I don't know. That's a team that they got to verse us in the first round. Oh, they don't want that smoke. 
They don't want that smoke with with a healthy coming back. LeBron, refresh LeBron. Come on, they don't want that smoke. I would, I would love Phoenix if they could somehow get the Lakers in the first round. That'd be great. Uh, like they're not gonna play a great team until the conference finals. So all we again, like like the Lakers, all you do is judge them based on the teams they played and the teams they've beaten, and they've beaten these teams. Kevin Durant looked really good, a seamless uh, just fit in, in Phoenix, and like I'm worried, I'd be worried about that team. I'm not, I'm not shying away from my Dallas or from my Phoenix, blah, blah, from my Denver pick as, as I picked them in the the first, uh, you know, I picked them before the season. I'm not shying away from yeah. that. They've been great all season, but if I'm a Denver fan, I'm definitely worried about playing the the Phoenix Suns until Josh Giddy. Goes off on them tonight, SP3. Look at this beautiful man. Look at his hair flowing. Triple-double last night against the defending champions. 17 points, 11 rebounds, 17 assists, SP3. Dishing all over the court. If he was three inches taller, he would be the MVP. It's, it's height. It's height bias from the league right now. Oh, Embiid. Giannis, Jokic. This ain't a black or white thing, SB3. This ain't a Europe-American thing, SB3. This is heightism out there. Give it to these tall guys. Why are seven-footers getting it? Why is it Josh Giddy getting the vote? He's putting up these triple-doubles on great efficiency against the defending champions. Josh Giddy should be MVP. The real MVP. Fuck Kevin Durant. Josh Giddy. Heidism, ladies and gentlemen. Heidism. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Heidism. Okay. I said it. Cool story, bro. I and, said oh, it. Look at this. Look at this nonsense in the chat. Healthy, non incarcerated job blows up the, the Lakers. They didn't blow us up a couple a couple of games ago. We played them mighty close with no LeBron James. So what are we talking about? That's Laker. That's that's Laker racism going on in the chat. There is Laker racism. Y'all are racist to the purple and gold. Don't be racist toward colors. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop with the nonsense. And we can't talk about healthy, non-incarcerated John Morant because John Morant want to punch teenagers. John Morant want to go on Instagram Live, putting the, putting the shot up, putting him acting like he's Glock Anderson up in these streets. What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him, Jeremy? You got to move differently. I'm just going to do the same Shannon Sharp uh, promo when I was in high school, when I was a high school football player, and then I became a college football player. I had to move differently, Skip. When I was in college and I was getting ready for for the NFL, I had to move differently, Skip. When I was in the NFL and I was just a player and then I became an all pro player, I had to move differently, Skip. This man, he's getting his own shoe line. This man isn't endorsed easy. He's got endorsements. What are you doing? What are we doing? We can't talk about no hypotheticals with Ja Marine until he gets his act straight. This is ridiculous. I... This is the most ridiculous thing I've seen for a superstar NBA player. All, all jokes aside, this is the most ridiculous behavior I have seen for a superstar NBA player in my lifetime. I hope John ja Morant gets it together. I hope he talks to the right people. I hope the right people talk to him uh, because he should be like one of the faces of the league in the next five years. His highlight reel, top like top three 
I would say the insane stuff he's done over over the past couple of years, and you know, he got the the big uh, the big shoe deal and everything. Like he's a, he's an insane player. It looked like he was on his way up. He's just got to obviously address the off the court stuff, and it's it's not even like it's bad or it's it's not like it's like minuscule off the court stuff. Like this is a dangerous game that he's playing with a lot of this stuff. We made Jay, we made fun of James Harden for like, oh, James Harden going to the club just after a loss. Like, what's James Harden doing in the club? Well, James Harden just went to the club to see some titties. All right? Like, exactly. Bless him. He, we were talking about Lemon Pepper Lou, Lou Williams yeah. back in, a couple of years ago. This is much better than what John Moran is doing. Right. Like, James Harden just needed to unwind by seeing some tits. I, You know, we all deal with our, our losses differently. That's his way of dealing with it. I get it. I understand that. Jaw's got to figure this out. Like there, there's a difference between going to the club to just get get rubbed on and and going to the club and then showing off on Instagram with your guns and shit. Like what are we doing? What are we doing out there? I I hope Jaw. I hope uh, just it gets it gets addressed because it would be sad for this to get thrown away with the trajectory he was on on the court talking on the court because he was on a great trajectory on the court okay i don't want to start the narrative but could the nba be having kyrieism because how did kyrie get more suspension days games than jabberin how how this man that wasn't even suspended <laughs> he posted a video and he got less Game. He got he got more games. Okay, than John let's. All right, let. He posted a video. We know what the video was about. I know it's what the video just, was. Oh, I, the I, video. I I know what the video was. Okay, but he did not pull out a Glock on Instagram Live. He did not assault anyone. These are crimes, ladies and gentlemen. To have a gun without a license. I don't know if John has a license or not. I don't know. I don't know. But these are crimes. If he doesn't have a license, these are all crimes that he did. What Kyrie did, his thinking should be criminal, but it's not a crime. It's not a crime to post a video and to think what Kyrie thinks. It's It should be criminal. I'm not saying I agree with it at all. But I'm saying there are levels to this. And the fact that Kyrie got more games suspended than John Morant the NBA, they should be on the court of public opinion for that. Well, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that, honestly. And he wasn't even suspended. It was, it it was legitimately just, hey, I'm going to step away for two games, two games. Like that was it. And it's like, okay, so is he going to be back at the third game? Feels like you need more than two games to to step away from this. I don't know the conversations that go on. I, I don't know what more is going to come out of this. Should like should he face similar punishment, if not worse, than Kyrie? Yeah, 100%. Because I don't agree with anything Kyrie said. I, I don't agree yeah. with him promoting what he promoted or anything like that. But you are right in that like these are his thoughts. He's allowed to have these thoughts, even if I don't agree with him even if i think it's a bad look for the league even if i think hey maybe in this case just keep this shit to yourself don't go out and yeah. promote it like no one is forcing you to to promote this stuff or to say this stuff just if you think it fine don't put it out there because it's a bad look i, I 
think that, but it's not worse than promoting a gun culture, promoting, you know, hey, look what I have, promoting essentially violence, potentially allegedly being violent with, with people. But the, the stuff with the Pacers wasn't good with his group uh, uh, allegedly aiming guns and members of the Pacers and the staff allegedly beating up like someone at the mall. Like none of that. Pulling up, good. pulling and up. He pulled up on him, Jeremy. Far with worse. The, with the crew. He pulled far, he went down Moran. Why do you need to pull up with the crew? Far worse than Kyrie promoting thoughts that I don't agree with and thoughts that a lot of it's been, you know, honestly, like debunked and everything, yeah. but far worse than that. Like you are promoting and potentially allegedly acting violent. That there's a difference there. There's a difference. There. I just think, yeah. I see. This is where we we're agreeing a lot on this episode. This is the Jeremy and SP3 agrees episode of FMC. <laughs> promoting you're a dumbass is far less worse <laughs> than promoting you're a criminal. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. <sighs> Anything else? NBA wise, SP3. We covered a wide range of stuff. This needs to be, you know, chronalized for, 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 for the other shows. I want Undisputed and First Take to watch us. Kendrick Perkins should be watching us for his for his analysts. Like, watch he's us. Gotta pretend, he's got to pretend. He's got to pretend he's watching basketball. He doesn't have the time to watch us. Uh, Money Mark, I'm going to address this. OKC survived a 10-3 Steph game. No, didn't survive that at all. We beat them. We didn't survive it. We took it to them. Josh Giddy triple double. Shea with 33. We didn't survive any. Congratulations. Cause because you know who else beat beat the Golden State Warriors this past week on Steph's return night? My Los Angeles Lakers. And you know who else beat the, the John Morantless uh Grizzlies? The Clippers, they got a win, y'all. They got one win with Russell Westbrook. Still the most overrated team in the NBA, ladies and gentlemen. This is all this is the best episode of FMC for me because, because the Clippers have not improved despite getting one win. They have not improved or showed even anything in that game that made me feel like they are they are coming out the other side. They still have that dark cloud over the projects of Los Angeles. They're built now, they're building they're building toilets and shit. SV3. They're they got, they got better plumbing. They got better plumbing now. That's all they got. They got better plumbing in the projects, but we're still in our luxury, our luxury apartments, and we're going up. We're moving on up, moving on up to the east side, to a game and a half from the Clippers. Oh, moving on up, moving on up to the east side, to a deluxe apartment in the sky the worst i don't know if it's the worst but like the most dilemma i might ever feel is if the thunder play the clippers in a play-in scenario <laughs> because like then because we can pick swap with them so i would yeah. actually want to beat them in, in that one i don't want like the thunder to i think we'd, we're better off getting a better draft pick than losing in the first round to the nuggets but 
if we do it over the Clippers, I'm fine with that because then we can just take the Clippers pick. So that's my dream scenario. That's my dream scenario. When you when you see what all the bricks you have laid have built for your arena. Yo, Russell Westbrook's doing a good job. He's doing a good job at building this new Clippers arena. I will give him credit for that, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe that's up. why they got him. They're like, we need help with this. We, we, need we, need, we, need, we need to get this uh, the show on the road, and you're the only person in the NBA that can provide us with the bricks that we need. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest contractor in NBA history, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I feel bad making fun of Russ. I, love you, I heard Russell Westbrook helped produce uh, John Moxley versus uh, Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> That's the last time I'll say anything about wrestling. Don't worry. Uh, I love you, Russ. Yeah, I, I hope... I hope that uh, I, hope, I hope the Clippers did well. I want Russ to succeed. It is hilarious, though. It is uh, Weedman says Thunder should send one of those long arm wings to Miami? That's all. What are you giving in return? We're just gonna give you one of these guys. Yeah, That's, they got a lot of length on OKC. A lot of length. They do. They do. Uh, Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams, who should win Rookie of the Year. He's not, but he should. He's been fantastic as the twelfth. Who do you think pick. wins wins Rookie of the Year? I think Pablo. It, Jalen, yeah, it'll be it'll be Ben Caro, but it should be Jalen Williams. He's been great as the 12th pick. Good. 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 Doing defensively, good. doing it defensively as well. It's been good. That's that, that that's a compliment. What are we what are we talking about? We do have to give up credit, our last thing for the NBA. Give credit to the Sacramento Kings, the new two seed in the West. Uh, thanks to, you know, <laughs> Grizzlies. Grizzlies not having their best player. So uh, it's like going up, going down. Sacramento Kings might be a number two in the West for the first time since 2002, ladies and gentlemen. Jeez. They're good. They're they are. good. They got a good team. Uh, they got a good yeah. team. Mike Brown, coach of the year. Give it up for him. Former Laker great. Um. Mike Brown, I, I'm, I'm telling you, everyone who has former Laker greats are playing very well. Let's give it up for the New York Knicks. I don't give it up for the New York Knicks very, very, uh, very much. But the, the key to the New York Knicks is the amount of former Laker greats they got on the team. They got Josh the Hitman Hart. They got uh, <laughs> they got Julius Randle, three-point specialist. They, go, they are doing very well in New York. New York is buzzing. And I'm like, y'all are buzzing for that first round exit. Congratulations. Y'all gonna lose in April instead of instead of uh October through <laughs> October through March. Y'all are gonna lose in April. First round exit. And y'all go a little bit farther than the last time y'all were in the playoffs two years ago. Y'all will lose in seven games instead of five. It's the worst trade I've ever seen. Who is Cody Martin? <laughs> Duncan Robinson is paid like eighty million dollars to sit on the bench. Like they gave him a lot of money to do nothing. And Haslam is an assistant coach at this point. Two seconds? We don't. We don't. We don't do seconds. Sam Presti. Sam Presti ain't picking up the phone for seconds. He ain't doing me? that, y'all. He ain't doing that, y'all. That's, that trade is terrible. Who is Cody Martin? I don't know. <laughs> no Does relation to Kenyon. No relations to Canyon. Does does he play basketball? I feel like he made he that does. name up. He does though. So. Cody Martin. I'm, I'm he didn't play this. He, he doesn't play basketball. He doesn't. 
He has no stats. He plays for Charlotte, apparently. <laughs> he hasn't even played for Miami. He's not, he's not even on Miami. <laughs> he doesn't play. He's played seven games. He doesn't. You made this name up. I tried to help. I tried to help. I tried to help Weed Man. Caleb he Martin. He met Caleb Martin. He said he okay, met Caleb okay. Martin. He's like, he's like one of those Martin brothers. One of them, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you can't differentiate them doesn't give me a whole lot of hope that this guy is any good. He's like Nikki, Bree, one of the twins. He's like Jarrett, John, Shaka. Caleb twins. Martin. He's 27 years old. He's averaging 10 points, five rebounds. One assist on 37% from three. 27 years old. This guy is 37% from three is not bad. Okay, I'm not looking at just the three-point shooting, though. Let's go to my guy, rookie of the year, J-Dub, Jalen Williams. 21 years old. 21, 13 points. Already better than him on points. Four rebounds, so one less rebound. A whole one less rebound. Than, than Jalen Williams or than Caleb Caleb Martin, uh, and then three point one assists, so two more assists, thirty four percent from three on one less attempt. Jalen not the best three point shooter yet, but he understands he shouldn't be taking a bunch of threes. That three point shot's going to come around. The stroke looks nice. He just not it's not fully there. Now, why would we make this trade? And then Duncan Robinson, we're going to pay a dude eighty million dollars to not play. Why are we killing our cap with that? Two seconds? He didn't, he didn't even say Kyle Lowry. They're trying to they trying to pawn him off. I don't want him either. Anyone. I know you don't, I don't want, want anybody. Him but why did why did Weed Man? That's the best player you can give up, and they want to give him up. So why you didn't include that in the trade? I don't want I don't want Kyle Lowry either. This doesn't even talk about defense. I don't know how how good Caleb Cody Martin is on defense. Whichever sweet life twin uh, is in, <laughs> in this is. I don't know how good whichever, they are. Whichever, whichever one was in the Big Daddy movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Mary Kate, Ashley. I don't care. <laughs> whichever one played Michelle in Full House. I don't know. Whichever one had the crush on Ashley Tisdale. I don't know. I don't know how good they are in defense. <laughs> but let me tell you, Jalen Williams is a dog no. on defense. All no. right. Steals and blocks every single game. Every game for Jalen. That might be the best comment we've ever had in the chat. He said, Caleb Martin question mark. One of them twins. <laughs> That's the new one gang. Since Paul Gasol jersey is up in the rafters. We can retire the elite big bit. Now we got one of them twins. <laughs> How caffeinated is today's episode? I've just had my usual one cup. That's all I, I, don't, I don't drink coffee anymore. I haven't drank coffee since I was a door-to-door fundraiser. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. I yeah, I just had my one cup. That's that's it. You know, I, it's it's two times caffeine. I will say that, like the the cure the K cup that I have is a two times caffeine cup. I don't, water, water, man. That's it. Ah, all right. <laughs> Perfect match, SP three. Oh yes, yes. One of the greatest. I will say it. The, the goat 
Netflix reality show. Told you. Out of, out of all the reality shows I watched on Netflix, out of all the reality shows Jeremy told me to watch, this is the best one. This is the best one because it's got multiple people that I like from other reality shows on Netflix. The Circle is my main one. That's always been my favorite out of all the Netflix reality shows. You got people from there. You got people from Too Hot to Handle, which Jeremy told me to watch, and I enjoyed that one as well. I love his line, which I only watched like one and a half seasons of. I saw multiple people that I saw from those one, one and a half seasons. You put them in a house. You let them um, try to find love. I watched The Mole as well. So I was happy to see guys like Dom and Will from The Mole on here as well. So A1, I would I would recommend this to anyone who likes trash reality, who likes reality shows mixed with uh, dating games. Dating games mixed with reality shows. I think this is one of the best ever. It's, it's yeah. I told you this is going to be great. I it, after I watched the first batch of episodes with the wife, we we're like, oh, I'm in. The Lachey's, Lachey's don't miss, baby. They do not miss. Um, so I mean, let, let's recap it. Let's recap the the final few episodes here because we we uh we we finished it last week. Finished it off. Uh, Fran- Francesca, she she dipped. She Damien tried to take that next step, and Francesca was like, I, I'm not ready for this. I was stunned. Stunned I was so that happy. she actually dipped. I was so happy because I was just like, I don't believe this whole thing. I don't believe this whole thing going on. It feels like too made for television type of relationship. And the fact that Francesca was honest with him, saying that she wasn't ready, and then she just decided to to dip on out. The villain of the season decides to dip on out right before the final episode. I was in shock. I was in shock because I needed that. I needed that because that was the least of exit that made me happy. Because before that, we had Anise uh, Inez who who dipped out. Who was one of my favorites. Yeah. She had to dip out after she, the whole thing was, was too normal for this damn show. <laughs> way too normal i say her her and dom were the most normal people yeah. that's why i said they would have they probably would have worked together but she she didn't take the opportunity she had one opportunity to get with dom and she didn't take that opportunity and georgia just snuck on up and took it away from her and they were happy ever after after that so she had one shot to do it and she didn't do it so yeah after it didn't work out with damien who is just obsessed that whole thing when he was in the uh-huh. pool naked with with Inez and he's like looking at Francesca the whole time. Oh, I was like, God. this is so wrong. This is so. Why are you doing this, to Inez? Inez deserves better than this. It, yeah, it, it, she did, and I'm glad. I mean, Damien screwed her over, but like, I'm glad she just realized, like, look, all these people suck. Let me actually try to find love on a place that's not reality television where most people don't actually find love um i i was i was stunned francesca actually left though because i thought just like she loves the attention so much i was like ah she might just break up with damien but then just you know pair up um with uh what what's her name from from the 20 something show no i thought i thought she was gonna get with will from the mole yeah that was that was a potential as well he was he was going hard for her and like you know they Will just wanted to win. He clearly didn't give a shit about uh, finding love or anything. He's like, how do we win this thing? And because it came down to vote, like, you probably weren't going to win on this. Francesca had a shot to win with Damien. 
they had a shot because yeah. they were together long enough. But it came down really to before we get into the, the final voting and stuff. Uh, Shane, Shane, and and Chloe, Shane and Chloe, Shane. Oh, Abby is her name. Thank you. Uh, yes. Wife reminded me. Of Abby her. from Twenty Something. Yes. Um, Shane and Chloe. Shane, when he was so mad of the pool, this is one of the funniest things I ever seen in the previous <laughs> match, by the way. Because Chloe, Chloe picks Mitchell, Mitchell, uh, Chloe picks Mitchell, and they go up to the pool, and like Shane is like looking up and everything. And the wife and I are talking about this, and we're we're like, oh, can they hear? Can they hear them? And she's like, I don't think so. Like, I, I think he's just like looking up to, he's just like, oh, seeing what's going on and stuff. I don't think like, I think they're like further away or whatever. I was like, I don't know. The way he was like looking up made it seem like they were like right there. And then they jump into the pool and they show the water splashing down on Shane. Oh, <laughs> That had me dying laughing. But the fact that Shane brought it up. Oh, he brought it up. After she chose you. She chose you. He not only only brought it up. One, she didn't know that they were below in the pool. Like, below the pool. She didn't know that. If she did, would she have still done it? I, maybe, I don't know. It was Mitchell who grabbed her and jumped in the pool with her, by the way. Uh, this was not like her decision, and clearly they were about to get into the pool, but he was the one that made it a big splash. Uh, so she didn't know that he was doing this. Not only did he bring it up after the fact, though, but to compare it to being left and embarrassed at the altar, what are we doing? Really, really, I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't never think. saw a better a better uh, example of a self sabotager. Yeah, because they oh, were yeah. they were good. They were they good. Were. She she wins the challenge with Mitchell after Mitchell basically tells her that you chose me for no reason because I'm not ready for a relationship. So this dude, let me let me just break down Mitchell for a second here because oh, he he's sucks. Uh, he sucks. He sucks. And the fact that his brother is so it was so awesome on his season with the mom of the circle and he was good on uh the challenge what was it last season season 37 that's um i forget his name but yeah him he's he's cool and he's a great reality television personality but mitchell sucks not only are you not looking for a relationship if you're in a relationship you're not having sex it's like choose a struggle my dude choose a struggle what are we doing <laughs> Choose choose one struggle and stick to it. You either don't want to be in relationships or you want to stay a virgin until marriage. Like one or the other. One or the other. Because how you how you gonna eventually get married if you thinking about marriage like eight years from now? How who's who wants to be in a relationship with someone like that? You're not gonna just let love marinate. And if it if it happens, it happens. If you feel so much in love, you want to get married to the person a year into the relationship, two years in the relationship. You're putting out numbers for how long you want to wait until you get married. You're talking about, oh, I don't want to get in a relationship because I want to have fun. What fun are you doing being a virgin? You gonna be an alcoholic? What are we doing? We're, we're not a going drug to addict. Shame virgins here. No, We're I'm not, not I'm not I'm not I'm anything. not shaming I'm not shaming anyone. I think it's very cool to wait till marry. I think that that's great. If if I if I was religious like that and into that type of thing, 
I would have done that as well. But what I'm trying to say is you have to pick one or the other. You either want to be in a relationship to find that perfect person to eventually get married with and, you know, consummate the marriage and all that shit, or you want to have fun. I'm sorry. Like, it's either one or the other. I mean, he clearly just wants to have fun because this man was drunk, hungover, on so much stuff and when they brought him all back to the house he's like i ain't got a voice or anything i was hoping for more drama when they brought him back because shane and chloe just had their little argument and apparently they just they stayed out of it like it was it was fine but yeah, no no real drama on that um no voice at all then he no. tried to compare himself to Shane saying, oh, we're pretty much the same person. And I loved, this was the one part about the Shane, the Shane that I clapped for him. I was like, this dude was like, you only had like two conversations with me. How are we the same person? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, the, the same, yeah, we're the same person. It's like, we don't talk. You don't know me at all. Like, uh, we're just the same person because we're just, basically we're self-sabotage idiots. Shane's in. Yeah. Yeah, and so is Mitchell. Mitchell is an idiot yes. because yes. Chloe's like one of the best people they've had on any of these. That's why they had her on two different, now three different reality shows. She was on Two Out to Handle, then she was on The Circle, now she's on Perfect Match. She's great. She has a great personality. She's bubbly. She's very, uh, you know, can be a great friend. She can be a great girlfriend. She's great at everything. And the fact that she chose Mitchell and Shane as her two love interests. Not great taste in men. I mean, I mean to be honest, um, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched season two of Circle, if you want to do the la la la, Jeremy, if you didn't watch it, real quick, she did fall in love with a catfish on that season. So yeah, to be fair, she she's not, doesn't have great taste in men. She fell in love with a catfish <laughs> that was a guy played by his wife. That's who she fell in love with on her season of the circle. So the finale feature it came down to two couples. Came down to Joey and Carousel and Dom and Georgia, who had been strong. Joey and Carousel have been strong since the, the first like first episode. Uh and then Dom and Georgia had been really strong since Francesca left Dom. Out of the finale, I called this. The wife will vouch that I called this. I said during the first batch of episodes, like this is going to end. Final episode, Joey is going to propose to Carousel. That's how this is going to end. I thought it was going to be after they won. Uh, it was actually before they they had lost. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, so they propose on their like final date and everything. Big happy thing. And we weren't sure at the finale when they're going through everything. By the way, they're going through everything. Bartiz sucks. He's terrible. Uh, him, him picking uh, what, what's her Izzy? I was like, are you kidding? After, this after he just, he just like convinced Abby. Oh, everything's yeah. all right because they. Failed oh, he was terrible on Ellen. his season. He was terrible on his season of Love Is Blind. And when they talk up Bartiste, like such a great guy, he's gonna be great for this person. I was like, have you seen this man? Have you seen anything this man has done? He sucks. Bartiste is awful. And Chase, Chase just coming in here to start drama and shit. He's Chase sucks. is the worst. Uh, yeah, yo, I didn't like him in a season of, no, no. of uh, Two Out to Handle. I like him even less after yeah. this perfect match because he, he cheated to win even one challenge, the kissing challenge. He cheated to win because he explained. He, I don't know why you would explain it to people how you cheated because he explained how uh, uh, Anne Sophie tapped him on the shoulder so she knew 
he knew that it was her to give her a high score and yeah. then everybody else he gave low scores to so he would win i was like he he gave up his whole plan then right. he, i respect he tried i respect to, the gamesmanship of that honestly just don't i, I respect the gamesmanship but then he put all his apples in in georgia who was just looking for a way out and that's yeah. when she connected with dom she was like i need another option dom come here <laughs> a rock let me hand this is how this is where you're gonna be steady <laughs> Like this rock. Fuck. He was like, this is my last ditch effort. Yeah. <laughs> he put a rock in a ring in a ring case. Oh my god. This this is how you can tell this man has never been in a real relationship. <laughs> That's how I should have proposed to the wife. Just got down and I'm like put in a rock. Put a, put a, a rock. physical rock. <laughs> yeah. Not Dwayne Johnson. Not a ring rock. <laughs> An actual rock. He found in probably dirt and cleaned it off before he gave it to her. Yeah, you know, like he didn't put any effort on picking this rock either. He just yeah. he, first rock he found, just like ah, <laughs> this is a great symbol of my love to her. Like, what I got to look SP three. I got a rock. <laughs> there you go. Six six is five. The love that we have for each other, yes. right there. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, it comes down to uh, Joey and Carousel and Dom and Georgia, the big voting. Everyone knows it's going to come down to those two. Joey and Carousel were the uh, wife just says, do not give me a rock. Baby, you gave me a rock. <laughs> this rock is from you. From the great beaches of whatever the Lake Erie. There you go. Rock from Lake Erie to signify our love. I actually know she put thought and did not just pick up the exactly. first rock. That she she found. It's <laughs> like red, Chase. <laughs> like Chase. Yes, yes. It, it's red, which is my favorite favorite color. It's got a nice shape to it. So I know that she she actually put some thought into it. Yeah, it's from Ohio though. Like I don't know how <laughs> you know Lake Erie. What can, what can you do? Cleveland, uh, so it does look like a boomerang. It pops me that it looks like a boomerang. No. Honestly, like I, I love the shape of it um so so it comes down to dom and georgia joey and carousel joey and carousel hey tell everyone we got engaged so they they let it be known that they got engaged i told you this sp3 and uh it off air last week my theory is that they knew it was going to come down to them and Dom and Georgia, because those are the strongest couples. Those are the couples yeah. that have survived everything. We figured it would be some type of vote at the very end, and they needed an edge up because Dom and Georgia are very likable couple. No, no issues or anything. Like they, they got through everything. They survived all the tests. Like things were good with Georgia. Them. Georgia surprisingly got really normal from her season yeah. of two out to handle. Oh yeah, like you had yeah. to handle. She was problematic. She was somewhat toxic. And this season, it really she she felt like one of the genuine people, like like in a lot of ways, like Carousel, who came on the show to find her love. It with Carousel, she just rekindled a love because we established on the first episode, Joey done piped a lot of these people and knew a lot of these people on the show. Uh, so he she rekindled her love with Joey on the show. But I felt like uh, Georgia was really open to just about anyone, and she first found with a uh, chase but realized he was a toxic and a no good no good person and then she found the best person don was the best person and literally he when he said i wear i have a heart tattoo because i wear my heart on my shoulder he 
he proved that. He proved that in this season that he definitely wears his heart on his shoulder. And that was the whole reason why he got he was uh, off early. Spoiler alert. Anyone who wants to watch the mole, la 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 la. He got off early. He got dropped early on the mole because the mole was just full of liars. And he's not that. He's a good person. And he showed that in this season. And I loved his, I was still, I actually told your missus, I was looking at his uh, social media and he basically played uh, the Usher, Let It Bird. He was like, this is me when I broke up with Francesca. Because he really was like a 2000s R&B video. When he bro- <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. This I felt so bad for him. <laughs> so I bad for worse for a person on reality television than Doc when he was with the most toxic villain in Netflix reality television history and then she, she just decided to drop him for someone who she was never going to be okay with even if she did accept Damien's memento and want to make it official and exclusive it was never going to work regardless if she said yes or no so I, I that was the only good decision that, that Francesca has made, but that the worst decision was dropping Dom because if her goal was to at least win the cha- the win this whole challenge, then being with Dom from the beginning was the best way to do that. When she when she broke his heart, she was never going to win. So Dom was the best person. Georgia was smart enough to get with them, and they just seemed so wholesome, and they just seemed like they were trying to get to know each other and get together. So I'm happy for them. I'm happy Dom and Dom and Georgia won. And my theory is that they uh Joey proposed the carousel because they knew they needed something as a leg up on Dom and Georgia. And they're like, oh, if we propose, like if we're engaged, you gotta vote for us. Like they have to. We're we're this newly engaged couple. We proved we have we found each other. We are the perfect match. We're engaged. I think that almost backfired because people were just like you guys got engaged like you don't need this victory like you're good exactly you got it like what, what are we gonna what are we gonna vote for you for i think it backfired i understand their logic and i like this is just my conspiracy theory i get the logic of hey we're gonna do this now give us a big grand prize so we can like start our life together and everything um is they basically gave a honeymoon like dom and georgia won like a trip to wherever they want in the world um I basically gave them a, a, a honeymoon. So I think it backfired if this was their plan. I don't know if it was. According to reports, interviews, they are not like nobody's together anymore. There's nobody's ever together. No. I, I, yeah. Ever. Too hot to handle. Same thing with that. Every time I read about too hot to handle, it's all these people broken up. I watch dated and related. All those people were broken up. Like, yeah, it never works out with these with these relationships on uh, these shows. I, I feel bad for Joey and Carousel because I thought they could actually work because Joey seemed very genuine. <sighs> Even though, it, yeah, it probably was a ploy to to it win never, the whole show. These things never work. Never, never work. Never work. I feel like Don't. I feel like you're actually right because I feel like the only two people that I know for sure voted for Joey and Carousel was Francesca and Chase. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it was like honestly a close vote. I think it was probably. a close vote, but it's good to swing, try to swing things in your favor. Of hey. uh... Yeah, we're engaged. Please vote for us. And it didn't work. Nope. What nope. Can you do? But what congratulations can you do? to Dom. He won a he won a reality show. I was I was disappointed by how he went out, 
on the mole and stuff, and he had a chance to come back, and all those snaky people was just like, nah, we're not going to let him back in. Uh, and could, wouldn't help him on the mission, so I'm glad he won this show, and Georgia see, seemed uh, pretty cool. I wish it would have worked out for them, but never does. Georgia is apparently with... Uh the guy who Francesco was Harry from season one of Too Hot to Handle. What? Really? Yes. Yeah. That is the, we checked this last week. The wife and I checked this last week. This is like the first thing we did after we watched the finale is like, let's see if these couples are still together. Uh, so yes, Georgia is apparently with Harry. Wait. So she just hello. wants all of Francesca's exes. Okay. Georgia and Harry might've broken up again. <laughs> It's rumored that Inez is with Dom. They were at the Super Bowl together. Please, please. This is. Have you have you looked at more history to see like? Okay, I didn't know if you had like a Joey and Carousel update. Now that it's been a week, what do I pay you for if you're not going to do this research? No, we 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 had a conversation that we both were, were moderating because I just started following Joey on Instagram, so we're both moderating. She she says she was following Carousel, so we're both moderating each of these people to find out when the first picture come up. Carousel, I think I got to check her Instagram again, but the last Instagram I saw was the day that the new episodes came out, and she was like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna do like a whole Instagram live when the whole episodes drop and and stuff." so she could give us an update so maybe she's already done that i'll, I'll try to find out my best but there's been yeah. there's been like alleged that like they're still on good terms and everything they just haven't actually gotten married uh and they're just kind of taking it which is fine like there's yeah, no yeah. you don't have to be rushed to, to do a marriage or anything like that so i hope they are like on good terms and it works out for them i liked and them like and their growth this season and like on Love Island to compare it, they there is like that pressure to like Love Island uh, contestants. They talked to the ones that won last season, and they was like talking about how there is that pressure to make things official on Love Island. And same thing with this type of show. Like they knew that you know they had made it already official. They kind of blow through that. They already said I love you. What's the next thing we could do to kind of tip the tip the thing in our scales was get married. So they rushed through a lot of their relationship there. So if they want to come out the house and slow things down that's re respect to that yes um sp3 we don't have share delaware she's not here today she she had, had more important things to do than fmc for some reason uh no don't understand it at all yeah get your priorities together share delaware but this is why time. she has the penis award <laughs> it's time <laughs> for our weekly milf manor recap we oh, do not God, have shit. Yes, I, I thought we were I, talking about something I tricked else. you. I tricked you. <laughs> you were ready for the draft. No, we got to talk about Milf Manor SV3. Unfortunately, we don't have Cher Delaware here for her reactions, but we do have, he is back. Ross Berman is here oh, God. to talk about Milf Manor. <laughs> Ross, I, 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 how you doing, I love buddy? you, Ross. Oh, I, now he has someone to talk about it with. Oh God! Yeah. I'm I'm so glad to give SP3 that kind of conflict. He's happy to see me. He's terrified to talk about Milf Manor. And quite frankly, after the week the Milfs and the Sons have had, I don't blame him. This the show truly finds new ways to 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 horrify me it finds new ways to traumatize the contestants it finds new ways to make great 
TV. How are you, Jeremy? <laughs> I am well. I, it's my favorite time of the week to talk about MILF Manor and make SP3 uncomfortable. I usually <laughs> share very uncomfortable. Sad that we're not going to get her reactions, but I'm glad you're here, Ross. It's been a couple of weeks since you've yes. been on. We got a lot to catch up on with, with oh, the MILFs. Boy, uh, howdy, do we ever. <laughs> oh, man. We've had sexual education. We've oh, oh, I gave stomp- a demonstration on the show <laughs> that my co-hosts were very freaked out by my orange or tonguing of the orange. Uh, oh. yeah, it's, it, it's been a couple the the massage. I, I gave oh. a demonstration of the massages and the noises that were made during I, the massages. Look, I was able to, I was able to kind of reconcile the sexual education episode because sexual education is important. Sexual health yeah. is something that people should talk about. It's like even parents and, and children, that kind of thing. But I, I figured there was no way they were going to top the blindfolded massages uh, <laughs> from a couple weeks ago until this week when they said, go through this dirty laundry and figure <laughs> out which panties are your mom's. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. You had to, yes, SV3. So they had just a giant laundry basket. They had one laundry basket for the, the sons, one laundry basket for the MILFs, dump it out and you had to match up the laundry basket of what you thought your mom or your son was going to wear. And it's important that they kept referring to this as dirty laundry. Like this is like they didn't, (laughs) it didn't look like dirty laundry, but they, they made sure to put it in the viewer's head that these are, these are not clean undergarments. (laughs) See for the moms, I didn't feel this was like super uncomfortable it's yeah. like they even admitted, like, yeah, I just bought my son most of this stuff. Like, of course, yep. I recognize what they're wearing for the uh, for the uh, for the sons. Definitely very uncomfortable to figure out. Yes, let me see what bra or panties my mom wears. And then we had what's his name flossing with the panties yes. Yes. as well. Uh, Ryan flossing Ryan. with the panties. Yeah. Well, and that and because yeah. I I don't know which is more on which is like worse to be like I well no, actually I do know which is worse. I feel like it's better to not know which is your mom's underwear than to be the guy that like there were a couple of them that were like I know this is my mom's underwear. Yeah, like they they seem to be a little too uh uh informed on their mom's <laughs> underwear. And hey, it may it's you know People people live lives how they live their lives, but that was that was what stuck out like a sore thumb to me when they held up a big red thong and went, "I know this is my mom's." <laughs> my mom gets adventurous. I know this is what she's wearing. The B cup and D cup discussion from the from oh Kelly's son who Kelly's has, son is a virgin. I'm, pretty, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're my, he's a that's my theory. That's my theory. That's my girlfriend's theory. I think that's a lot of the theories of the people in the house at this point because uh, he. <laughs> Like that was, you remember in the 40 year old virgin when Steve Carell was like, yeah, they feel like a bag of sand. That was his, that was his bag of sand moment when he picked up the B cup and went, I don't know, this might be my mom's D cup. (laughs) Everybody's like, dude, these are B cups. No, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Absolutely not. And but then you also have to remember that it's that added layer of weird where they're saying, dude, your mom's tits are way bigger than that. These are. Really think about your mom's breasts for a minute. Do you think they're going to fit in that bra? I don't think they will. Uh, Jimmy and his mom win the challenge. Jimmy gets mm-hmm. another date because, of course, he takes Paola, who it goes on dates with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. Everybody's going after Paola at this point. 
they have their date. She's also torn between yep. Ryan. We had um, Kelly and jo- Joao. I, f- I forget his name. Uh, they Jose. Off. Jose. Jose. I knew it was a J. Yeah. Yep. I'm terrible with names. Jose is the um, other one that everyone wants to date. He's got like Jose. he's got a little bit of gray hair, and so they're like, "Oh, he's like a man, man. Like he's a, he, he, yeah, he's a son, but he's a man instead of like these kids that they're dealing with." <laughs> uh, they snuck off together. They will not fucking tell. Uh, but we know who knows what happened there. Here's what I want to talk about, Ross. Mm-hmm. I went on a big rant last week because Jimmy, Charlene. yes, Charlene. Jimmy Charlene. fumbled the bag with Charlene. He knew what he was getting himself into when he picked Charlene for this date and was then like, she's too aggressive for me. Mm. He's the man who eats ass, sucks toes, and was did not understand what Charlene wanted. And I was so disappointed that this man just fucked it up with Charlene. Nothing. I've never been invested in anyone mm-hmm. else's sex life as I am in Charlene's. And he fumbled it. Go ahead. Well, and I was going to say, but this this week I feel like was this was Charlene's week in a lot of ways. So th- because, this is what I wanted to talk about. Yes. Yeah. So uh, she gets another date with yeah. Ryan. Ryan mm-hmm. takes her out and goes to the the cactus garden mm-hmm. and is just ex- talking about cactuses. Yep. And Charlene looks very disinterested in this. She only wants one thing that grows, one thing that's going to prick her, and it ain't a cactus. <laughs> All right. And Ryan, bless him. He's trying to take it slow and everything. Charlene, he would have been better off when he goes and knocks on her door, better off just shoving her onto the bed and just going cactus town that way. Instead, Mm -hmm. he tries to do this nice romantic date and bless, bless it. All right. You know, bless you, Ryan. You're trying to go slow. You want to take her over where the sun is setting and you want to have a nice conversation. You want to, she wants to kiss. And and she and she's like, no, I like. Why are we talking about this? Just kiss me. Like, why are you asking to do this and everything? I feel like Ryan. Did these people not watch the game film, Ross? I don't like, know. I here's here's the thing. A, I think that that Ryan and his mom were just kind of thrown into the pool because they were like, look, we need we need some fresh. We need some like fresh perspective on this house. And so like Ryan is already kind of behind everyone, right? Like he's trying to play catch up to all the guys that have been there for the first, for the, the whole, uh, the whole kit and caboodle. And I, I think he's, I think you're right. I think he's just too nice a guy for his own good, especially for someone who has been as upfront as Charlene has been at this point. Like she's made it clear to everyone else in the house that she is, ready to go but i don't think ryan was there for that conversation no, ryan, he, ryan was there for the he, he was, was? There for sex ed okay was, yes he no was, he was you're right he was right. hugging the orange he yep. was going he was going nope, to town right. on the orange but here's but what my main point about charlene is that while ryan may have fumbled this week her son gave her the biggest he her son basically was her wingman this week because harrison yes. harrison decided and these are his words i'm just not connecting with these moms yeah. And so Harrison decided to leave the villa. He's not he's not going to try and not going to try and hook up with any of these moms. He's instead going to leave his mother as the only one with an empty room now. She's got a free bed. She's got no son weighing her down. She's Charlene unchained now. He's oh. he's been the best wingman any anyone could have been for her. 
And so now you've got Ryan knocking on her door. Maybe Ryan wants to get with Charlene or maybe Ryan just notices that like, hey, I've got there's a room where I don't have to bunk with my mom anymore. But either way, people are going to start coming to Charlene and she's already dressing different. She kind of dressed like a I don't know how to describe it, but like her her outfit for her dress, her date with Ryan was like a high schooler. Like it was all tie dye and like headbands. Oh, she had on the fuck me dress. She, yeah, she, she had on the fuck me outfit. But like, even and it, it felt like she she was able to get changed alone. You know what I mean? Like there was none of this. Like, oh, I'm on a vacation with my son where I might get laid. Now Charlene is just uh, she is straight up on a on a fuck me vacation. And so, so I think I think that while Ryan may have fumbled, the door is now open for Charlene to have the best back half of the season that anyone possibly could. Someone's got to step up, though. That's that's where I'm worried is I you, don't know, you know who's who actually going to step up. You know who I think might step up, and this is uh, this is kind of a pipe dream is other Ryan. The, okay, the he's very attached to to Paolo. Yeah, but I think I think he's fine. I think something finally broke in him this week, where he realized, where like, a everyone is already on to the fact that he's possessive as shit, and so they like they kind of don't want that. He was he was straight up singing for Paolo at one point. Like, oh, we have, that was we have, hilarious. We have literally hit the point where Ryan is doing hilarious. anything and everything to make some kind of connection. Cause as the producers have revealed, the people that don't make connections are going to be going home pretty soon. So you better couple up with one of these moms eventually. And I don't think Ryan wants, to, I think as, as much as Ryan and many of the other sons are scared of Charlene, I don't think he wants to go home. I think he wants to try and, I, I, there is like that competitive edge to him that I think that even if he doesn't end up attracted to anyone, he's still going to want to win. You know what I mean? He's still going to want to, he's still going to want to be there at the end of the season. It's very possible. Very possible. Uh, Hannah share, or she uses shoot names. We'll have to have an emergency stream to do the draft. Yeah. We, we haven't done the draft yet. Share. We we've killed so much time talking about NBA. We did a lot of NBA talk and then a lot of perfect match talk. And now oh, it's I, Milf Manor I, talk. I thought Cher was talking about the Milf Manor draft where we we pair off all of the Suns. Oh, and we the should Milfs. definitely do that. We should definitely uh, yeah, do that. I'm I'm down yeah. to do that. It's like <laughs> I, I have I have some theories about who who actually belongs with who. Okay, so so next week, get oh you're right. Get ready for this SV3. Yep. Next week is next week's a big one. Because as as Ross alluded to, soon they're going to have to pair up and they're going to have to find who their perfect match is. And if they choose incorrectly, they could be going home. Before that, though, next week, they're bringing in family. They're bringing in, we ain't talking Vin Diesel, Fast and Furious either. They're bringing in the ex-husbands, the boy ex-boyfriends, whatever the exes are, maybe current. I don't know. It could be current husbands that are coming on the show. They're bringing in the brothers, the sisters. We see the teasers of now these sons see the the daughters coming in. They see the yeah. daughters coming in. I was, was going to say, I don't know if, if they're necessarily bringing in brothers. It seems to literally just be... The milfs get to meet the ex-husbands, and so it you does, get some you get some age-appropriate men, and then the sons get to meet any daughters that the moms yeah. also might have. And so now, not only are you going to have them matched up, you're not only are you going to have them confronted with age-appropriate spouses, but you've added that extra familial twist of like, it's bad enough that this guy's been hitting on my mom. Now another guy's hitting on my sister. Like it's good. Like it, we have the. 
We have all of the ingredients for a very good fist fight next week or in the weeks to come. Oh, it's so it's so good. This the lawlessness of this show is just the best thing I've ever seen. Yes, SP3 next week. Next week is the one. I'm telling you. I don't know if they they might not be doing brothers, sisters, all, all this stuff. I mean, they're doing sisters no, they, of the they, Yeah, the I mean, they definitely made it yeah. clear that like it's there's some daughters coming in. Like it's right, uh, yeah, there's it's, some daughters. Yes. They're basically uh, just dangling fruit in front of them right towards uh, the end of the finish line. And you see in the previews, you see the the sons now see the, the daughters, and it's like, wait a second, mm-hmm. I can get the younger version of the mom. Hold mm-hmm. on, I can upgrade to the younger model. Okay, okay, now let's let's go with this. So excited for next week. So uh, excited. The emotional damages lawsuits are going to be historic. <laughs> Enjoy the show now before it's banished to I, the netherworld that the Celebrity Apprentice is in. Look, I got no, I got no confidence in any of these men, these sons stepping up and taking Charlene on the rail. But I got confident that maybe one of these ex-husbands can come in and see how much she wants it. And and they might step up to her. Yep. They might step up to her. I, I'm counting on you, ex-husbands. I'm counting on you, potentially current husbands. I'm counting on you, potentially deadbeat dads. I'm counting on you to fuck Charlene. Right? I should I should note, though, if we are going to spend so much time trying to get Charlene laid, we also need to point out that Jimmy's mom is also someone who seems very much like she wants to get laid, does yeah. not seem to be getting the attention that the Kellys and the Paolas and others are, are getting. Um, and so, yeah, there, there are definitely, there are definitely some neglected moms, despite how late we've gotten into this, uh, into this season. Don't neglect the moms. That's the motto of this show. Cheers to that. Ross, like to plug anything, add anything. Uh, I've, I've been writing op-eds over at Wrestling Inc. And then go to rossberman.bandcamp for all my music. Other than that, thank you for thank you for indulging my MILF Manor uh, uh, oh, addiction. You're back next week. You're back every week. This yep. show is on on the on time. Uh, our, the our next says, local our next local election isn't until April, so I, I won't be <laughs> I won't be caught in line like I was last week. The wife says so young can just sleep with one of Jimmy's friends again. She's trying to, baby. Yeah, like all these people I'm, are Jimmy's friends. She's trying yeah. to sleep with them. I'm telling. I I I think that's kind of also what what kind of broke broke yeah, her for the house yeah. was there's like oh man she's the one who slept with her and it's like who cares this yes. ev- everyone in this house is a nightmare no one here is a good person <laughs> just just roll with it <laughs> ross thank you buddy we'll talk to you take- next week for our weekly milf manor recap take care y'all. thank you ross all right sv3 i know you love the milf manor talk yes i'm, <laughs> I'm so happy on the inside uh you gotta watch this show. Thankfully, Harlem came now and not Jimmy Harlem. Milf you gotta wa- you gotta get your dad to watch this show. Don't watch it with him. But you gotta watch this. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. It's fine. <laughs> Have I ever steered you wrong in reality television, SP3? Um, no, not really. But that would yeah. this would be it. Uh- oh. <laughs> oh. oh, this is the best show in the world. The best show. Hi. All right, let's do our draft. <laughs> let's do our draft, SP3. Let me pull up. So I don't know if Cher is still listening. I think she said she was sedated. Uh, she could just put our pricks in the in the chat if she is listening. 
while she's she while could. she's getting sedated. Um, yeah, I did could, see but... I did see Eddie James bring up the uh, Nick Cannon new reality show that's coming. Oh God! Out. Did you that hear about awful. that? No. Yeah, it's, what is it's this? a it's a it's a game show where women will compete to be his next baby mama. This is that's a lie. It's hosted by Kevin Hart, and it's going to be on the E Network. This is a complete lie. Nope, it's the truth. What's up, baby? Oh, the wife says happy birthday to Harlem. Thank you. She appreciates it. Or I appreciate, we appreciate it for her. The truth behind Nick Cannon's Who's Having My Baby game show with Kevin Hart. Premieres this spring. Oh, it's a, it's a sketch show. It's not real. Hey. It's a, it's a fake TV series. There we go. It's like Real Husbands of Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's, it's a, it's a fake show. Okay. God, hey, that whoop. sounds awful. That sounds magical. <laughs> that sounds awful. All right, let's get so share if you're listening, if you're hearing, if you're watching this on repeat. We probably should just do like an emergency draft. Uh, we could just maybe do one like tomorrow or something. Instead, we're gonna we're gonna draft Share's team for her. I and I will. That. You know what? I will even. I will even be even more fair to share since we are doing this this draft without her. I she will allow pick. her. What's that? She should get first pick. She should get first pick, but we're not. I, I have a better idea because we got to leave that up to the randomizer. Okay, we got to leave that up to to the randomizer. I think she should be allowed to execute any trade that she wants to. She can trade her within reason. I mean, you can't trade your last pick for your first pick or anything like that. That's not very fair. Um, but within a round of each other, she can make a trade. So if she wants to trade her second round pick for one of our first round picks, we got to allow That's it. Fair. That's fair. All right. So she basically can get two first round picks out of this. I feel this is very fair. I agree. I agree. Or should that. we is, does this screw us over too much? Like, if we allow a second round pick for a first round pick, should it be within the round? So she can only trade like her first round for our first round. So that way, okay. she basically could get the top pick if she if she wanted it. Okay. Within That's the fair. round. Yeah, okay? within the round. All right. All right. Let me We're doing the, the random randomizer. Let's do the random nine. That way, that way, everybody is sees that it's real, and I'm not just making. Uh, see me get up. screwed over again i should have you i never, should have like i've never had the first round pick yet i am a three-time challenge draft champion ladies and gentlemen it is amazing that you've never had the first round pick okay it's on the screen all right everyone can see it there here we go we will hit random share gets again. the first overall pick. again screwed followed, again ladies and gentlemen followed by sp3 followed by myself all right. To be fair, this was the same order as All Stars three. You've done, you've done well despite not having these first round picks or first overall picks. All right, there we go. There we see the order of everything here. Uh, let me, oops, share. SP3. You need to put winner by by Devin and Tori for for last season. Yeah, I copied this before when the cast was first announced, and then um. Uh, before uh, the the latest season wrapped, so that's why it's, it's not there. I'm not actually putting like two time winner. I just 
I went with a simple copy and paste because I wasn't mm-hmm. gonna, you know, type all this stuff. That's fair. Uh, did I do this correctly? Yeah. Okay. All right. There. Hopefully, that's enough rounds. Okay. All right. So, who do we think Cher would pick first overall? I mean, if if I was Cher, who would I pick first overall? I would pick for the last time that she won, John A. You think John A? I think I think that she would go with John A again because you you got to you got to go through the things that work. If it worked previously, it should work again. So I would I would go with John A. I think it'd be John A or Wes. I think it would be one of them. Yeah. I think Cher's very kind, and I think she knows for your love of Wes, she especially because you're picking second. I'd fuck you over, and I'd take. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. But she yeah. is a lot nicer to me. She is. She is. So I think you're right. I think she would pick John A and and leave you Wes, knowing how much you want Wes. So I think you're right that that she would would take John. A. And if she wouldn't, if you know, she actually she would take Wes. She can make she the can, trade. She can make the trade. This is fair. Oh, you, you know thought what? I was going to pick Wes though? No, no, no. I got a different pick for y'all for the first time ever. I'm picking picking, Wes Bergman. (laughs) Look, that that, that works on a dumber audience, SV3. That doesn't work on me, okay? That was never going to work. Never going to. You got two chances to pick Wes after me? No, I'm good. Yeah, you know I would take him, too. You know I would take him. All right, I'm going to take Johnny Bananas because I know they will rig this game to make sure yes. he gets far. I, I full confidence that you they rig this, this game. You saw this last season to make sure he get he gets at least to like the finals, like at least the finals. So I feel confident about that. This is individual season, right? No, it's it's a team season. But we don't know the teams yet. We don't know the teams yet. Okay. All right. I'm going to take. Well, pairs, we should, we should specify pair, a uh, pair season. Right. I'm get I'm going to take Casey. Cause Smart uh, as long as she is not stuck with a shitty partner. Confident. This is the first season we're going to see Casey without the two doofuses, the two goofy, goofy dudes of Fessy and uh, Josh or yeah. Nani. Yeah, I, I feel confident in Casey as long as she is not stuck with a shitty partner. All right. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I should pick a girl. I should I should pick one of the ladies here. Hmm. This is a tough pick. No, I'm going to go with my gut here. I think that he's going to have the best return. Theo Campbell. Theo Campbell. Man. Yes. Theo Theo's one of my favorites from the War of the Worlds era. And I think that he's someone I've wanted back on the challenge for a while. I think he's going to have a big season. We should have messaged Sharon and been like, what's your auto draft? Like, give, give, what's, who's your auto draft? <laughs> Give us your auto draft picks. Yeah, like, that way we can just pull this you, yeah, yeah. Give us get like what we do on like football and basketball yeah. drafts. If we're not going to make it for the draft, yeah. Um. Okay. See, I think Cher may have taken Theo 
but you've you've taken her. I think she would take. I think she would take a guy because she got she got Jonay as, as her female. I would say Jordan. I would I was thinking Jordan as well. I was thinking Jordan or Darrell. Yeah, I would say Jordan because Jordan beat Darrell in All Stars. Okay. I I think she would have gone Jordan as well. And then our next pick. I'm leaning towards Jody. Jody is a good pick. Um, you think she would go another girl, or would she go back to back guys? That's where I'm not if, sure. If if she was if she was debating between Jordan and Darrell, she might as well pick Darrell here. Yeah, but you know, does she? Maybe Darrell is still there. Maybe she thinks the 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 male side is stronger than the female side, and. She gets Joanna and, and Jody. Like, I does Cher like Jody? I truly don't know. I I truly really don't remember if she picked her for All Star. For uh, I mean, did I we have the All Stars too. Yeah, yeah. Did we did All Star All Stars. Uh, I don't two? know if we did a draft for All Stars two. No, we started at All Stars three. That was our first. Draft. Yeah, that was the last one that uh, Jody was on. Was All Stars two? Okay, yeah, we didn't do a draft for that. All right, so so who are we thinking? Do do we want to? I would I would say she would either be between yes and Darrell. In my yes opinion. and Darrell, okay. Yeah. All right, she she picked yes in uh, All Stars. Yes, yes, she did. she did. All right, let let's go with yes. Let's go with yes. She can always trade this one, ladies and gentlemen. If... Yeah. She wouldn't have picked him. She can trade for anybody we take in, in the third round. Yes. All right. Who's your pick, SB3? All right. So I got to go female here myself. Um, I think I won Jody. Okay. All right. Jody. Okay. Hey, I got I got the I got the dual one champions of West and Jody. I'm all about dual dual one is one of my favorite seasons of the challenge too. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Sarah from Challenge USA. That's actually a good pick. I've not watched Challenge Australia. You you have a leg up on us because you've yes, actually watched that. Yes, I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sarah. She she won Challenge she USA. Won me, she won me Challenge yeah, USA. Won, Thank you. She won for you. And you know what? I'm going to go with Danny from Challenge USA. I'm going with the Challenge USA winners. Danny won it for me. He, he was yep. the male winner. I feel like they might work together as Challenge USA winners. I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Challenge USA duo there, Sarah and Danny. Two really good picks right there from you. Um, let me see my female options here. I want to go with her. Because I'm really a big fan of her, and I don't like how she was disrespected, but I know her condition on this season, so I might hold off on that. Um, I'm thinking right now either Emily from the Challenge Australia or Kellyanne. Kellyanne is too emotional. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Emily from Challenge Australia. She's a former Olympian. Oh, okay. She didn't win though. She didn't win. No, she didn't. She didn't win because she was on the wrong side of the alliance drama on that season. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. She actually got married to somebody on that season. Oh. Yeah. 
I well, think I think Cher takes engage, engage actually. I think Cher takes Darrell here. Yeah. All right. Um, it'd be it'd be hilarious if Cher like sweeps this off of our picks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most hilarious result of this of this season <laughs> if she sweeps us off of picks we made for her. All right, who who do who do we think share takes here? I would think either Kellyanne or Naya. I think Kellyanne and Naya are. I think that's that's a it's a safe bet. Yeah, well, did she pick either one of them during, or did I, I think I had both of them on All Stars three. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, you had Naya. Was Amber on All Stars three? I don't see her. Uh, Amber wasn't. Kellyanne was, but I had both. Oh, okay. Yeah, you had Kellyanne as well. Yeah. Did she have Amber on spot on uh, Ride or Dies? Yeah, she did. She had Amber okay. and Chelsea on Ride or Dies. Okay, so do we think she takes Amber here. I, I don't know if you want to pick Amber. That was the one I was debating because we all know she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, was okay, okay. Pregnant when they filmed this? All right. Well, let's let's leave her out then. I mean, if you want to take her, that's fine. Uh, yeah. but I we won't we won't give that to to share in that case. Yeah, that's why I think it'd be Naya or Kellyanne. Okay. You want to say you want to say Naya? Yeah. Okay. Naya for sure. Your pick has to be great. I'm going to go the winner of Challenge Australia, Troy. Former Ninja Warrior. Sure. I, I don't know anything about this man, but I'll take you it. You need to watch Challenge Australia. It's good stuff. Really good stuff. I'm going to take Kiki from Challenge Australia. The other winner. So, yeah, she won, so I assume. With a with a bad back, and she has the most famous moment from Challenge Australia because they did the same thing that they did on the Ride or Dies of, of finals where they rode the bike, and her G-string was getting caught in her ass, so she cut off her G-string. Mid-cycling. Great stuff. I feel confident for that pick then. All right. Uh, my other pick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... I'm going to go with Tori. I don't like myself for going with Tori, but I'm going to go with Tori. <laughs> I I literally was going to wait. I was going to wait till this round to even think about getting Tori. Yeah. She should have think... one time winner next to her because she got she me should. the win. Got me the win. I don't Go think Cher's trading for Tori either. So that's the that's other true. thing. Who's I'll go Kellyanne. All right. All right. Do we think Cher just goes? She she watched USA, Ben or Justine? I would say I Justine know. over Ben because Justine okay. Justine was she had the elimination win. She had a couple of daily wins as well. She was impressive for a Love Islander. Okay, All right. So Justine, and then the, the and then she's got two options. If she doesn't want Justine, she got two really good options to replace yeah. her. And she Florian. can she can trade. Oh, yeah. She can trade Justine. All right, so and this then, is the last round, actually. And then the chat gets whoever is left. 
So then, uh, there's four names left. Man, you got someone who's pregnant, stupid ass Nelson, Ben, who got hurt just before the finals of Challenge USA, and Grant, who was kind of like bland as vanilla. No, I like vanilla ice cream, bland as Wonder Bread on Challenge Australia. Can I make a request to get Nelson? You can have Nelson. You can have Nelson. I'm sorry. I feel like Nelson will never win a challenge. Don't care. <laughs> I will ride for my guy, Nelly T. <laughs> All right. So you guys are going to give me Nelson. So that leaves Ben, Grant, or Amber. Do you want to go all all males? Uh, you want to give share Ben? Will you take I'm going to take Amber. I'm taking Amber. You're taking Amber? Okay. I'm taking Amber with my life. That's right. why I, I, I waited to the last pick. I'll pick I'll pick someone who's pregnant over Doofus. <laughs> over Doofus. Uh, Nelson. Uh, ben is all right, but he was kind of bland on Challenge USA himself. And Grant, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, chat, but Grant, yeah. I don't see all him right, winning. Okay. okay, so Cher can trade any pick with, within, within the round. So if she... If she wants Grant, who I'm sure she's never seen compete, uh, over over Ben, she can do that. If she wants Amber or Nelson, I, I'm going to veto a Nelson trade. I don't think she'll I, I th- trade. Nelson. I think we really gave her an impressive team. She's got Jasmine, Jordan, yes. Uh, what? Darrell, Naya, Justine. Yo, she's got a powerhouse team. I think she'll be happy with this team. Yeah. I think she'll be happy with this team. Again, if she would like to trade within the round any of these picks, she can she can 100 do that. That's that's the uh, rule we're gonna. And I think I think she would like the fact that we have a three time winner and a seven time winner, and she picked John A over both of them. John A yes. misses misses all stars. I hope she trades John A for Wes. <laughs> I'll be okay. I'll be okay with that. Honestly, I love Wes, but John A would be the only person I'd be fine. <laughs> Getting in exchange for Wes. I hope she makes that trade. She she won't pick Johnny, so you're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's our challenge draft. The season is up now. It started today on Paramount. I think everybody can watch the first episode at this point. I'll watch it at at some point. Uh, SB3, we have you, the the second half of the season, debuting tomorrow. We'll have to hopefully watch that. I got to figure out, like, actually, when I'm going to watch all of that. Uh, but we'll have that. We'll, we might be able to recap that next week. Uh, more NBA talk, more MILF Manor talk, much to your chagrin. Uh, <laughs> we'll have challenge recap. It never stops here on FMC. It never stops. They give us so much to discuss. NBA winding down. Come on, Lakers. Let's get to that six spot. I want to be, I want to, I want us to improve every week from here on out on FMC. So every week I could talk about, I could sing moving on up. I appreciate your singing. I appreciate your singing. Uh, let them know where, if you would like to plug anything, what you would like to plug SP3. Uh, follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. Um, 
check out the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We just hit 5,000 subscribers uh, this past weekend over there. Very happy about that. So anyone who found me here and subscribed over there, appreciate you for helping us hit that goal. We're on our way to now 10,000 subscribers is our next goal. So help us along with that. Thank you, anyone who followed us over on Twitch. We just hit affiliate status over there. So very happy about that. And this week, I was going to drop it today, but I might drop it on Friday. I have an interview with Montezzi, who uh, just came out with a new track uh, with Swerve Strickland, uh, Top Dollar, and BFAB called Price Went Up. He's a great guy, very insightful. He's been doing music for professional wrestlers for going on 10 years now. He's been making music for 20 years. So it's a great conversation, very different from a lot of my other interviews because we talk about music a lot. We talk about how he got into, you know, making music in the wrestling business. He's also the co-host of the Swerve City podcast. So check out that YouTube channel and check out Price Went Up. Because that is already up the new video with the with the sort of reunion of the original hit row. So great stuff uh, on that. So yeah, follow all of that. And Friday, the new interview. There you go. Montezzi is is fantastic. I've never actually talked to him personally, but like watching him uh, on the Story Stricken podcast, seeing his social media and stuff, seems like a very nice guy. I really like his interviews too. He does like singular interviews. Yeah. Uh, without swerve that what it's largely like there's like no wrestling talk and those it's largely like music and everything uh but he's great so like Monty. he had me he had me reminiscing about about having like the the cd book when you right. have the cds on the on the back of the front we were the talking wife about still has there's a cd I, book somewhere over I, here. I think if i go back to my mom's house i could find it because we were talking about i was talking about having uh the get rich or die trying album when i was a freshman in high school and oh, you know, listening yeah. to that od so yeah it was a great call yeah SP3, appreciate it as always. Guys, we got a lot of content on Fightful Overbooked uh, right now and, and coming up. Uh, let's see, what can I what can I plug here? Monday's Tag Talk uh, with Kylie and, and a special guest for these past few weeks. Haley will be back at, at some point. But Haley is also doing some writing, so everyone can you can see their names below there. Follow them on Twitter. Don't follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can follow them. Check out all the work that, that they do on Fightful Overbooked and elsewhere. Uh, Tuesday... I dropped a new episode of the series looking at a match between The Rock and Steve Austin from the Raw before WrestleMania 14. Uh, people might not remember that match, but they did face the Raw before WrestleMania 14. And there's a lot of like little Easter egg stuff on there. I'm very proud of, of that series and just the kind of learning about just sort of uh, sort of uh, game plan and ins and outs of, of, of wrestling and things like that. So check that out. Today it was obviously FMC. Also, we are usually on on Tuesdays. If this is your first time checking out, we're usually on Tuesdays at eight thirty. Uh, but a Wednesday for this week. Sometimes we're on just various random days. You never know with us. But we are here typically every week talking about not wrestling on a wrestling channel. Um, we also have Indeed later on tonight with uh, Mike and Righteous Reg. They'll be recapping the weekend and the week in independent professional wrestling. So go check that out. They have a big interview lined up for next week that I will not spoil, but I, knew, I do know who it is, and it is a top name on the independent scene. Uh, that Thursday, we have, I have an interview with Colt Radrick dropping. That, that'll be dropping tomorrow, Thursday. You can also check out the Spotlight on the main Fightful channel, youtube.com slash Fightful with myself and Steven Jensen. That's at 9.30. Uh, but otherwise, here on Overbooked, we will have the interview with Cole Radrick dropping. Fridays is coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Saturdays is Newsworthy with myself and Joel Pearl. And Sundays is 
Joel and Kate and Tim and uh, plus eight and all this other stuff going on. I don't know who's on that show anymore. I have no idea. It's just, it's just people. People are on that show. Okay? People. So you can watch that. Yeah. So we have a live stream damn near every oh, day. Me and Kate. Or, or, I mean, excuse me, not Kate. Me and Cher going to be doing the One Tree Hill character coming soon. Coming soon. So, not this yeah. week. Maybe not next week. But in the future, in the that'll monthly. be on the channel at some point. Uh, we have a new potential monthly show that I'm talking about doing with a very good person. So we'll, we're, we're always doing stuff. All right. We're always doing stuff. Keep supporting us. We appreciate the support. Go to twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. I'll be playing WWE 2K over there in the coming weeks and hopefully AEW as well. So everybody can check that out. Stuff going on all over. All right, everybody. We appreciate it. SB3 and I will be back next Tuesday, 8.30, talking basketball, talking reality television. Cher will be back. Ross will be back to talk MILF Manor as Cher and SB3 look on in complete disgust. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you, guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.